where arts and adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm our Brandon Long, along with the Obendorfers, Todd and Corey, which is pretty, this is the first time ever we've had two Obendorfers on the show. I know it's weird, but it's true. This is the first time that we can say that we've had two Obendorfers on the show. We're your hosts for the greatest podcast in all the land. Todd, where are you and what are you doing with this brother of yours? What am I, well, the goal was not necessarily to see Corey. It was to see this little creature, this Penelope, Penny, uh, Corey's little newborn. And so that's that's who we should be starring today. That's oh, what, yeah, the baby. She, she's enough, yeah. But she's off. Just know that she's right right there behind mm-hmm. me. So so she'll, think- she'll be turning four months next week, I think. Four months next week. So, okay. so that's why I came out to visit. And the bonus to see Corey and, and his wife, Libby, so... Um, so, I, I know Corey, I talk about them all the time. I know I talk about them all the time, but I never come out here very much. So. Yeah, but but Corey just needs to know it's not about Corey. It's about Penelope. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, once oh, he, you have a kid, knows. nothing in life is about you anymore, right? <laughs> like you just sacrifice all of that. So. Yeah, everybody uh, else knows this. Yes, that, that is true. Well, in studio here, we've got Lori in the corner. Nobody puts a Lori in the corner. But Lori is in the corner, sun shining on her, even though it's snowing outside, which is very nice. It's high, <laughs> high tech. And Eddie uh, Buckley, so Lori and Eddie Buckley. Eddie with 5050 BMX, uh, representing adventure. And then uh, Corey, you're you're our artist today. So and we got we got adventure and arts. I mean, Lori could be arts as well, but I think we'll have Lori back separately for specifically arts, but you can chime in anytime. Eddie's our adventure. And then Corey, we were looking. Um, I was stalking your Facebook page today because Eddie said, well, what kind of art does Corey do? And I don't know how to explain it. And so I just said, well, he paints popsicles. Yeah. <laughs> you got a, it. A frozen refreshment <laughs> artist. <laughs> a frozen refreshment artist. Which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Explain yourself, Corey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's my entire artist statement, my professional thing. <laughs> I paint popsicles. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, Brandon, is yeah. people pay, they pay a ton of money for his popsicles. And so I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'd pay some They're... money for a popsicle. <laughs> popsicles are amazing. Yeah. But I think as we get to know Corey a little bit better, he, he hasn't always been about just the popsicle. No, um, no, Corey, yeah. let's, let's get to know you f- first, right off the bat. So talk to me, Corey, did you struggle at Weber state? <laughs> Let's talk about Weber State. Man, get right into that. (laughs) Yeah, what was the problem there? Was there one? Did I struggle? Yeah, as as an art student, it was all right. I uh, (laughs) well, I had studied multiple other things before fine art. Like uh, I was in theater and film, and did like some of that stuff professionally, and then went back to school and went to Weber State for. Uh, my visual arts degree and uh, so you know I had a little bit of experience of life under the belt and uh, yeah then uh, maybe you're alluding to the fact that I couldn't get into the program is that it I I believe I believe that's what I've heard from Todd was that you were rejected from the arts program at the very prestigious arts academy we were seeing multiple times multiple what yeah how how are you the only one? They didn't want me. 
yeah, eventually though, uh, the thing that won him over, I, uh, the third time that I applied as part of my portfolio, I did the eight foot tall paintings of my previous rejection letters. <laughs> uh, and on top of those, I put images of the old, um, you know, draw this image to apply for art school thing, which only yes. people over like 45 know. Um, you would mail in. I know exactly. Yeah, like you find yes. those in, in magazines, matchbook covers, things like that. So one of them was like a pirate. One was a turtle. Um, and uh, people loved that. I think I it was an audience award thing like they let me in just because people liked those pieces <laughs> so did they not understand what you were doing at the time uh i don't know maybe they didn't understand me or maybe i hadn't found myself i i don't know oh that's deep that's deep yeah. okay maybe you needed that time it could be yeah i mean i i found my way and uh it didn't hurt me any so okay and then you but brandon Yes. Brandon, you do know that my entire time there, it was all sick. Like I was the secondary Oberndorfer. I don't even know if Corey knows that is. I don't know if I've explained that to him fully because no. I, because a good handful of the professors were the same. I mean, Corey had the same teachers I had. And, and so he was incredibly well known. And so he may have been rejected those three times, but he came back strong. And so he started <laughs> Didn't you start the art guild? I think he started the art guild. I revived the art guild. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you named the work and it was all sort of secondary to Corey Oberndorfer, you know, did, did that already type of thing. And so. Wait, so uh, Todd, you had to find your, your own Oberndorfer voice at Weber. Yes. I had to find my own Oberndorfer voice. I had to work there. I had to work there for six years just to become known. That's what it took. <sighs> Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the older brother. <laughs> the older oh. brother. Yes, it's true. Yes, we. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Hey, Todd, you're the only Orbendorfer I knew at Weber State. See, thank you. It feels good to hear that. There was at least two or three of you, I think. Um, I think I heard. Uh, yeah, even Eddie heard of my son. <laughs> So Corey, when you uh, graduated Weber, where, where did was a you know, in an art degree, the one that makes all the money in the world? Mm -hmm. How did you go about make earning a living, and how did you end up in DC? Or, well, I'm still or, figuring you, out the earning a living thing. Okay, well, um, but you're, no, but you're so, surviving. So after I graduated Weber, I I hung around for a year, um, did some teaching at Weber. Um, applying for art schools and stuff. I, I applied for art schools all over the country, but one of them I got into was here in DC. And I figured it's a great area. It's a ton of free museums, not that far from New York. Um, An expensive place to live and go to school. And one of the most yeah. expensive cities. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I came out here and uh, I actually went through the same thing of struggling at first. Uh, nobody liking my work. <laughs> and then... And then all of a sudden, towards the end, it, it popped and uh, people in the city really started to enjoy what I was doing at the time. And enough so that I was you know, getting some teaching gigs and exhibitions. And so I stuck around for that. And what I thought was going to be a two-year stay in the area has been 
15 years now, something like that. So do you make a living teaching or with art sales or both or? A combination of both. Okay. So I teach at a pretty much taught at all of the area colleges and universities. Um, and uh, so I'll do that part time. And then the rest is art sales, which have done well enough to get me by. And, and of course, relying on, you know, grants and things like that to help me out too. Okay. Um, I told Eddie that you had, well, I should, I should say this, Eddie with, with, with BMX 5050 is, is it top secret your project at the roller rink or can we talk about that? We can talk about it. We can talk about it. Okay. So he's got a project at the, at the local roller rink that it's a new roller rink. It's, it's not open yet. And, um, Eddie is designing some ramps for the skate park that will be inside the roller rink. And I'm like, well, interesting. We have a guy who does a little bit of roller art or something. How did you get into that, Corey? Yeah, I mean, the, I'm sitting sure. in front of a piece right now. Oh, that's uh, you know what? I thought that was the an yeah. aorta. Eddie can't see it, unfortunately, but oh, yes, no. there is a, he yes, a computer uh, in front of him. So, right behind a roller girl is a roller girl behind me, yeah. Uh, in all in pink, and the background is green, but it is explain that, Corey. I this painting in particular, or the, <laughs> your life with roller girls. Yeah. yeah. How, how hot so, are they? So, uh, well, the whole roller girl thing started, so that would have been like 2005 when uh, roller derby was coming back uh, after a long absence from the 70s. And uh, I thought that'd be great subject matter for art. And so the whole time I was in grad school, I was making <laughs> artwork about roller girls and roller derby. I And usually I would just it was a lot of a uh, colorful influence too, fun, bright pop colors. Um, and so that's the first thing that I kind of really made my mark with was all of these roller girls. Uh, and so I got heavily into that culture for a while. I mean, if you're looking to like niche up or niche down, I guess, um, roller girl art is a thing. I, I, mm -hmm. I printed some panties for a, a you printed girl. panties put my 50 50 logo on a pair of panties for some roller derby girls <laughs> they would shop it yeah they would shop it and, and okay. they were and, and yeah. they were like we were, we're going to marshall white we have a competition at the marshall white center i don't know if Corey was involved in any of those but maybe you saw my logo on some roller maybe maybe my maybe you've drawn a painted some of my logos on roller derby girls but i don't know it's, it's it is a, a small world visibility people. area is that <laughs> what you're going for <laughs> oh. okay so do you still that's good real estate eddie <laughs> that is that's good real estate. yeah it is that is damn big logo on some of those things <laughs> oh, well, oh my gosh but i don't think let's let's not really drop immediately Corey's like immersion into this culture he was uh I, I don't think I knew until after the fact some of the girls that he's painted through the years and sort of got to know, um, like coast to coast, north, you know, north to south, kind of across the board. I do follow a little bit of those roller girls and uh, just because of, you know, what was it? We, we did something out in California together. We should say that story. Was that a residency, Corey? Uh, yeah, well, it was an installation for um, uh, an exhibition in uh santa uh 
something California. <laughs> Clara? <laughs> Which town Anna? Is it? Anna? Santa Anna, Oz? thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Anna, okay. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a gallery space associated with Fullerton um, University. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I got to do a mural there. And since I was there for a couple of weeks, uh, you know, I visited the local roller derby team and took some pictures of them so that some of their skaters would be in the work that I was making. And then a whole bunch of them came in and helped me do some painting while I was there. And uh, it was really nice. And the, the only reason that I got that gig was because I did a big mural uh, here in DC, started posting stuff online. Uh, and it was like low key viral uh, for the roller derby community. They're like, some artist is actually doing something with us. And then, and so I started getting known all across the country uh, just through that. And then that gave me opportunities like going out to California because some young curator uh, saw my work and really enjoyed it. And yeah, so it gave me some opportunities I did not see coming. Didn't you have a roller parade for that show too? That one was in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, wow. Same thing. Uh, they, they blocked off uh, a large chunk of the streets in downtown Charleston to have a roller parade where, you know, bring your roller skates, your skateboard, whatever. Had this big parade and then it ended at the opening reception for my art gallery. Corey's in the we, roller derby hall of fame for as an artist and yet i do not skate, <laughs> and he can't skate. Corey, Corey, you don't roller skate yourself no i specifically while i was in charleston i had them give me lessons so that i could actually do the parade and then i get like a block down the street and i'm like oh my god there's cobblestones coming up <laughs> so it makes what they do so much more impressive because you know when it's not easy no yeah no No, would you get in the ring with those no we're amazing athletes there's no way they hard get close to that out of control they're so good so are you still are you still painting those or is this this is something in the past now you moved on something in the past i moved on okay at the time i was doing a lot of uh roller girls and candy kind of at the same time I, and now I'm just candy. I'm just, just edibles. Um, <laughs> Not that kind. Just No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Popsicles. Well, candy, don't speak whatever. too soon. Maybe in the future, you'll go into the full edible category. <laughs> I was Because I've known that he's done gummies before. You've done full giant done gummy bears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah gummy bears. Cool. I was telling Brandon how much I, I saw your art and I'm like, that just triggers like childhood memories. You know, like thank you. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So yeah, it brings joy. I it brings it. joy, Court. You bring joy to people. That's mm-hmm. is that your is that what lies underneath all the things is the it's bringing the primary them to goal. Yeah. yeah, I I really like exhibiting my work, and uh, you know, as an artist, usually you put your work out there, and I have no idea how people see it, interact with it, whatever. I'm not part of it anymore. Um, but if you go to a gallery opening. It's really nice to see multiple people stand in front of the work and then like they'll just start talking like st- total strangers will start sharing like childhood memories of I whatever flavor popsicle and stuff like that. And it's great to see that kind of interaction. Okay. The internet here, we lost it. Um, 
Corey, where were we? Where, um, where, where'd you lose me? I lost you. You were in deep thoughts. Uh, <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, Lori? Eddie had said he brought joy. He brings joy with his work. Yes, and you he bring- started oh. to sing. Yes, that's, that's where yes. we lost you. Thank you, Lori. We could talk about joy and nostalgia and how that plays into yes. your work, Lori. Yeah, how does that? Yeah, I mean that's that's the primary goal. Oh, I was, so a lot of times when I'm uh, if I'm at a gallery reception where I can see multiple people, you know, viewing the work, it's really nice because it's been a lot of times where I've seen total strangers standing next to each other, looking at the work. And then like, they'll just start talking to each other, sharing memories of their childhood with like a specific flavor of ice cream or popsicle. And so just automatically it kind of triggers something for people. And uh, it's really nice that then different people can have shared experiences and start talking about that stuff. Yeah. Plus if I remember right, Brandon, these yeah. are the kind of gallery openings that you'd love to go to. So instead of uh, just the wine and charcuterie tables, uh, he would lay out a spread <laughs> of like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm talking and about like yeah. bomb pops and big giant candy rings, if I remember right. Yep, I've done that. Yeah. Amazing. So when you move to edibles, is that going to be. Oh, like, <laughs> just curious i'll be I, I might show up to that one you know. i may have already done that and i have no memory of it uh, yeah there's some jello versions i mean you know uh so yeah Corey. i mean it's do you have a favorite popsicle oh that's a good question that's, that's a good one yeah i think when i was a kid i liked uh the creamsicles yeah orange uh, or the the orange yeah. The orange push-ups that's just like the, the creamsicle was one of your first popsicles right that you painted? yeah the the bomb pop was the very first one the creamsicle was probably right behind yeah have you okay. done the rocket the like yeah remember the rocket is that red white and blue yeah it was yeah. like blue red and yeah everybody's got a different name for it i call it bomb pop or rocket pop or firecracker or okay okay cory cory's depth of knowledge on popsicles where, where have you found all this information? Are these deep dives at the at microfiche level? Or is, are you, can you still find this online? So I you can find a lot of this stuff online, a lot of the retro stuff. I tried to get like the stickers that you put on the side of an ice cream truck. I wanted to get some of those. Sure. And so I was calling up like distributors and stuff. And I finally found a, a place near me where I could go and get these, but they didn't just sell them or they didn't give them out they were only available for uh, distributors so people that operated ice cream trucks so i had to register as a, an ice cream distributor <laughs> in order Brilliant. to get yeah. the stickers yeah so somewhere in the state of maryland i'm registered <laughs> as an ice cream man <laughs> you play ice cream truck music at your showings like at your art show at the art show i had I haven't yet. I should. That would though. be amazing. What you can't play probably because it's it's a little rated R. But I, and I don't know how old you are, Corey. But my one of my favorite, well, my favorite actor comedian is Eddie Murphy. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Was that Delirious <laughs> or Raw? Yeah, deli- it was one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. Do you, do you remember that, Corey? <laughs> that one is great. Yeah. 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 Can you just have him yelling ice cream at your show? <laughs> Just on a loop. Yeah, Just on a loop. But yeah. I would, 
I would like to hear that ice cream music coming out of the casket or like we, he gets played off with the ice cream truck. It's just kind of, that's instead of a cat, uh, a hearse, Corey, instead of a hearse, it's an ice cream truck. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Was there, was there a plethora of ice cream, ice, ice cream pops and all those sort of ice cream treats at the urban door for household when you two were children? Mm, Good question. Not really. I mean, we'd have ice cream, but not as much the pops. Are you I just trying- remember the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck was. Yeah. I mean, that was. Those are always in the neighborhood. Like yes. we always lived in neighborhoods I mean, where we have the ice cream yeah. trucks pretty regularly. Money. I just had a vision of little Todd running down the street. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> little Todd. <laughs> this you keep that version of Todd, but still with the beard. <laughs> you keep that right there. Yeah. I want that yeah. to be true. I think it wasn't true. Yeah. I didn't know, Corey, if, if things went on a deeper level, like you're trying to find your childhood and you're going, you know, did you grow up too quick? Is there some serious stuff we need to talk about here with the popsicles or you're just trying to bring some fun? No, well, it's not finding the childhood. It's if you've never left it behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrating think, the mm-hmm. childhood. Yeah, I've been... I, there was an article written once that described me as having a Peter Pan complex... And I would say that's accurate. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't really ever. But as a, as a professional artist, in that sense, you did have to make some grown up decisions. Um, didn't you just recently show? Did you show down in Florida? Uh, I had a few pieces that went down to uh, the Art Basel Miami um, exhibitions to one of those fa- art fairs. Yeah. And that's a place that you show somewhat regularly. Where yeah, where is, uh, where is nostalgia times. popular? Um, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear that. That's nice. I, I feel like a lot of people's taste maybe with like the amount of color or if they consider it pop art or whatever, um, that kind of varies uh, from city to city. But this nostalgia in general, everybody's got that. Yeah. Brandon, one yeah. last little story. You want to hear this little tie-in? That yeah. Corey was actually tied into our little inner community of arts leaders well before I was, because you will never guess who has sold multiple. Oh, I know this. From Corey, did you, did know, you know this story? I, I don't know I, if Lori knows this. Story. No, I know this, and I and I think Lori knows this too. But I don't remember when it came up, but but it was. It was, oh, Todd, that's Corey's brother. That's how I knew. I'm all, whoa, yeah. what? So even Wait, outside what? of school, it continued. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Lori, Scott, Scott Patria. Do you know this, Lori? The one that found Corey. Um, no, this was I after you moved to D.C. Oh. Yeah, Scott yeah. loves Corey. Knew him when he was in Chicago? Uh, or was it Scott from Chicago? How far back do you go with Scott? How was so, that relationship? Yeah, I start? think Scott was in Chicago. He, I think maybe he did an art fair here in DC. And maybe that's where he found my work. And so it was before he even moved to Utah. Wow. Was, yeah, so I'm chatting with Scott and, and I'm like, yeah, my, my part, my podcast partner in crime is Todd and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, Corey's brother? Wow. Anyway, what is this? Is- yeah. In the shadow of my little oh brother. My <laughs> What's the age difference between you two? Yeah. Three like- years younger. Corey's three yeah. years younger. 
Corey's yeah. three years younger. Yeah. yeah. Don't you dare say anything else. Oh Just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think that that's a perfect segue into your old dried out guest that's over there in the trailer let's start talking about that. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get there but i just want to ask Lori because Lori uh steeped deep in the arts in ogden if you have any questions for Corey, whether Ooh. it has to do with um on on the business side like making making a living or 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 growing up here in i mean he's from ogden and then he left mm-hmm. to 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 live and, and make a living, earn a living outside of Ogden, but you're a big part of Ogden arts here in town. So yes. And working really hard to make a culture or um, um, a community where artists can work and survive with their artwork. Yeah. Not easy. Is not easy. And my question to Corey now is at the point where he is at his career, do, do you feel like you could live somewhere else? Do you feel like you could come back to Utah and live here and still be successful? Or do you think you need to still stay back east? I think you can kind of, I could move anywhere, I think. Um, you know, once you live in a city and establish enough connections there, you can leave and still maintain some of those connections. I mm-hmm. uh, so you know I feel like I could move around to different cities if I chose to uh, and still kind of do that I know that Ogden has changed a lot since I left because there was there were not many opportunities let's say um, back then mm-hmm. and uh, from what I know of everything that's grown since then it's it's completely different so I uh, kudos to you guys for helping to build that and Lori, and all my stories to Corey, I'm responsible for all those good things. I may that's not have I mentioned hear. you all the time. <laughs> I, think I think it was mostly decisions that I've been making. Uh, you are responsible for everything good in Ogden. Todd's an Ogden heavy hitter. I just love that the whole the whole reason he was chair was because he missed a meeting. Yeah, that was my favorite my favorite story. <laughs> Well, let's see, and be as chair, look at all the things he's changed. It's awesome. Yeah. I had a good term. I said I did. Had a good term. And, you know, just all you listeners out there, Brandon was also chair of the committee. So two heavy hitters. Two, two (laughs) on the same podcast. Can we, can the trailer handle it? Uh, Corey, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us here. I know, uh, Todd probably roped you into it a little bit, but I love the fact that you uh, went to school here. I love the fact that you had a hard time at Weber State. They didn't understand you. You were too far ahead of the curve for them. That's right. <laughs> and so, True genius is never understood in its time. 100%. Yeah, it takes time for them to figure it out. <laughs> they didn't know, Roller Girl. What? Yeah, what? Do you remember your submission? What your submission they declined was? Uh, various student projects, probably. Okay. Like some uninspired stuff, I imagine. Yeah. Before oh. he found himself. Before he found himself. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And and the roller rink thing is amazing because we did not plan this at all. But um, our guest in in studio here, Eddie Buckley, 5050 BMX, is designing the skate park. Mm-hmm. for the new roller skate rink in Ogden. Neptune. Neptune skating, yeah, I Neptune think is what skating. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Go ahead and talk right in, into that, Mike. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, well, I so you own the owner of 5050 BMX. Mm-hmm. It's Kaysville? Layton. Layton. Layton, officially Layton. Um, so did you build, how, how, what's the, how'd you get to owning the bike shop and the 5050 so, BMX to building skate park? Okay. Stuff? Well, so, so first off, um, this is news. This is the first time we've announced it publicly, but we've sold the bike shop. Didn't know. The I retail still, side. The retail whoa, side of it. Whoa. I still own the brand. Okay. I still own 5050 BMX. Okay. The entertainment company. We still own that. Like a hundred percent or 5050? Um, hundred percent of that. Snarky as Todd. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, I mean, geez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we just sold actually the retail, okay. the retail. Store. Is this, do I say congrats? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, okay. yeah, it's, cool. it's <laughs> like a next little yes. step. Yeah. Yeah. For, okay. for us in our, okay. in our lives and our, you know, in our where we want to go, where we want to go, where you want to go. Our, our, yeah. fe- our well, Cause you can't do that forever. No, like no. And I'm, you know, I'm 50 now. I just turned 50. So I'm what? like, yeah. So it's like, I can't, I still want to ride BMX bikes, but it's, yeah, it's hard when you, when you when take you a slam to, yeah. at 50, it's not like when you're hurts more. I yeah, try when to you're skateboard. 18, it's like, yeah. yeah, you get up and you're good, but now it's, it you take sucks. a slam and you don't get up. Yeah. You don't get up for a while. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, so that I still own the BMX brand, our apparel brand, and our BMX show team. But you don't have to work the retail shop every day. No, no, I don't do that. Oh. I and I haven't really done that. In year. <laughs> I haven't done that in years. So okay, I, I okay. was, I was, it was Tuesdays. Tuesdays he was. Oh, I was pretty. Yeah. manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So it's good. It's in good hands now. Uh, you know, purchased by a local Utah. So okay. I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. So, so now what, what do you, you wake up? What do you do on Wednesday mornings, Tuesday I'm mornings? Building, uh, building a skate park. I do some like, I've always okay. been into construction and building yeah. like things. Like I love to create. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm uh, just doing like some custom remodeling in homes and then building skate parks. I've gotten to travel. You know, I, my son and I went to Texas and built some ramps for some Olympians for a Bobcat. Um, Wait, Olympian what? Olympic BMX athletes. Okay. So, okay. The female BMX athletes. So they did a demonstration for Bobcat Tractors actually hired them to do a demonstration at their big corporate outing. And uh, I got to build those ramps for those guys. For those, Is this some, Have you been building ramps since junior high? or so like- I've been building ramps. So I'm going to tell you a story and this is going to incriminate me. But when I was a when I was like when I was twelve, I stole a bunch of lumber from the local job sites, <laughs> and I built a ramp at the end of my yeah. at the end of our street that I that I grew up on. And did, did that you get busted? Of, yes, and <laughs> and and what was crazy is the the contractor that it was a framing con. I think it was a framing contractor was really cool about it. He's like, "Hey, kids, like you know, I know you guys Ooh. stole some this lumber off of our job site. Please don't take any more." Yeah. So we, I mean, we were cool that we didn't, yeah. you know, we didn't take any more lumber yeah. from him, but that started the whole thing. And, uh, there's a famous movie in, in, uh, the eighties, rad. I don't know if you've heard of the movie. I love rad. So rad Glenn Adams was a local Utah that was in that movie. And he was a stunt man and a double for the, uh, Bart Taylor, the, one of the main characters in that movie, he lived across the street from me and I was into freestyle BMX at the time. And he was a BMX racer and he was, and back then there was this weird, like kind of clash between 
freestyle BMX and racing BMX. And he was like, oh, you don't want to do that freestyle stuff. You want to come race. So he took me, he loaded me up one day because I was kind of a troubled youth, took me to 4th Street BMX racetrack, Thunder Hill BMX. And uh, I remember that place. Thunder yeah. Hill, and yeah. I met Tim Fuzzy Hall that, that first day. That the Fuzzy Hall. The Fuzzy Hall. I met Fuzz. The very first day. So I show up with Glenn Adams, who's already a, like a Utah icon. Mm -hmm. And so all those dudes are like, oh, my gosh, this kid must be, you know, something special. He's showing up with Glenn. And Glenn says, hey, I need you guys to take my neighbor, Eddie, under your wing. And so him and a, another friend of mine, Steve Spencer, that I've been friends with these guys for, you know, 30 years now. Um, they took me under their wing and I was like the little Grom that hung out with these guys yeah. and that was like the 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 basically the takeoff of bmx dirt jumping so we started doing all kinds of tricks and stuff off of dirt jumps and fuzz became world recognized yeah and, and what happened to fourth street uh shit i don't know like the, <laughs> <laughs> ogden you know like it, 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 <laughs> it, it just kind of lost support from the community i yeah. think you know and it kind of yeah. and bmx kind of goes through waves but you were so you're 50 i'm a little younger <clears throat> but i was like maybe 12 or something and it was it was a thing it, like it yeah. was huge it was huge yeah nationals were there was a big national race there in ogden every year mm -hmm. um the ogden city nationals um it was yeah, it was massive. Huge pros coming into town. Like back then, BMX yeah. pros coming into town and racing. It was a it was a big deal. And you traveled all over the country. I did. Like race. yeah, when I was So young, did you race then though? I did. So I grew okay. up racing BMX okay. and that's kind of how I got into but my heart was always into doing tricks and the jumping and the whole like that side of it. So I was like So I mean, are was, you this is I think this is every kid's if I can summarize a BMX mm -hmm. experience. Um I was, I lived in the terrace here in Ogden and then my family moved to Texas and in Texas, it was at the end of our street, we had, um, an unfinished portion of the neighborhood, right? Dirt. Yeah. Dirt right? jumps. Dirt jumps. Yeah. yeah. And in Texas, I didn't know this living in Utah, they have really big sunflowers, giant sunflower and mm -hmm. they grow so big. You can't see around the turns mm -hmm. and, but someone had made trails and jumps and all that and i just remember we you do the whole thing where you try and it was what do you call that where do people just make the trails and they make the jumps yeah. and that's they the just trails. they just yeah. make trails you just yeah, do the jump and trails. you're like i don't know eight yeah. or whatever and that's what and that's what you do and that's like the heart of when you learn to ride a ride a bike I guess. well most people like start at eight and quit at 12 but i'm like i started at 12 and 50, and 50. At 50 years old, I'm still doing this shit. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, can't grow up. You know, so some people draw popsicles. I ride BMX bikes. You know, I don't you know what the deal is. Stay <laughs> young, my man. Stay young, buddy. I think you, you two are on to something. I don't know. Because you're both very youthful at heart. I mean, look at you. Nice teeth, you know. <laughs> He makes me brush. Like before I met Lori, like I was a shit show. <laughs> and I still kind of am a shit show. She kind of keeps me kind of. Maybe Corey has the same yeah. story same before yeah. you met your wife, right, Corey? Yeah. She keeps yeah. me in check. Yeah. She kind of keeps you like on the level, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, not doing anything too dumb. <laughs> but while laurie while laurie is in the studio i do have to hear more about that origin story so what you guys did you date a, i mean a long time before you got okay. married i mean how long have you two known each other we met 
uh, in high school. So oh, I, I'm wow. actually a year older than Eddie. So I was mm. Eddie. Mm. All right. Cougar. 16 and 17. <laughs> cougar. cougar. I was a cougar in high school. It's one year. <laughs> cougar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And That's great. I missed my school bus. And he. On purpose. Well, not on purpose. Why did, I you, lived, miss, why did I, you miss the school bus? I don't day? know oh. what happened. I think I had to talk to my teacher or some. I can't even remember why I missed the school bus. But at the time, I lived in a town called South Weber and I went to Clearfield High School. So it was quite the jaunt yeah. to get home. And usually kids are like, and you know, back then where you're scraping and buying, and gas was what, 80 cents a gallon or something, $1.16. Or whatever in high school. Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. But, you know, you're buying gas with change because you're a high school kid mm -hmm. and no one ever wanted to drive to South Weber. And yeah, it's he, so far away. Yeah, yeah, it is far for a high school kid. Right. So he was walking by, had keys in his hand, and I was like, oh, gosh, I can't even ask this. I'm going to ask this. Did kid. you know? Did you? Had I you met him? I never met him. No, oh. I didn't know him. So I asked a complete stranger, stranger danger. Did you know me? I didn't know you. You didn't even know. I didn't no. know who you were. <laughs> He's like, you hadn't heard of me yet? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, he, but according to him, he knew who I was. I did. Yeah. yeah. I went, I had a class with her sister. Yeah, but she's older. She is older. Yeah. She, Normally, you know, older, you well, don't the know the commons area. She used to walk through the commons area in her mm. little guest jeans. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know this girl. <laughs> <laughs> The guest jeans. <laughs> it was a guest yeah. jeans, a super tight guest jeans. Yeah, it, it was. Still got those guest jeans, Lori. Oh my goodness! Well, no, unfortunately. Oh. Now I there's a fifty-fifty logo on them. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the Jerbos? She wasn't. She was guest, not a Jerbo. Eddie wore the Jerbos. Yeah. Okay. I wore the guest. Yeah, okay. she was the guest jeans. Yeah. Okay. I do still have my little cropped leather jacket from yeah. the, from high school. Oh snap! Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, he gave me a ride home and then pretended like he lost his key so he could come back and he jumped on my trampoline. We did some tricks. Oh, jeez. Okay. Trampoline. Yeah. Yep. Tricks. Because he yep. had to yeah, went tricks. straight to the tramp. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's always a deal sealer. You know, just anyone out there listening, you're trying to seal the deal. They got to That's the move. Like, jump on you the get on the trampoline. Yeah. It's going to do some tricks. Because Eddie likes to do tricks. Wait, Eddie, Eddie, wait. <laughs> I was okay. doing stunts, of course. I was trying to show up doing stunts. <laughs> Even then. Gosh. I've... Did you have your bike with you? <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, I don't do backflips. And so I'm trying to impress this girl. <laughs> Eddie, I want to know, what were you what were you driving at 16? A, a Volkswagen GTI. Oh, that's a nice car. Dude, it was pretty sweet. And yeah. it actually, it was a giant piece of turd. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> the door went... made it to South Weber. It didn't, didn't make it yeah. to South Weaver. It was it was kind of a top pile of was it did I have the GTI? Was you that, did have yeah. the GTI. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool in that car. That's funny. <laughs> it was a BMX skateboarder, snowboarder yeah. with the GTI. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> so I love skateboarding and I skateboarded as you do from like sixth grade till you get a license. Mm -hmm. Then when you get a license, it all kind of for me it went away. And and for a lot of my friends it went away. And then you had like the one kid who stuck with it, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the same thing like with BMX? <laughs> and then why did you why did you stick with I the bike? Well, you know, I was a big skateboarder myself. Um, I always liked I was never a team sports kid. I just always I've kind of been 
it's funny. I've, I've always kind of been a loner in a way, um, but I'm pretty social, but I've always been a, sort of a loner. And I like those individual sports where it's like all, it's just you yeah. and whatever device you're using. And so, yeah, it's, it, BMX, I honestly kind of shifted away from BMX for a lot of years and I skateboarded and snowboarded. Uh, really, I snowboarded really heavily competitively. Mm-hmm. I competed in a bunch of con, you know, all over the place in snowboarding. And um, BMX was always kind of a passion of mine. But- Wait, when you competed in snowboarding, like um, that long ago, I know uh, the the slalom racing was a thing. Or did yeah. or did you like half pipe or what did you do? Uh, so I did half pipe and slalom. Okay, um, I actually was sponsored by. Um, Alpine Sports, Bobby. Yeah, and yeah Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. yeah, you know Bobby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you, Bobby, if you're listening. If you hear this, Bobby, thank you for everything. <laughs> That's wow. That's so as cool. a kid. So yeah. So I rode for Bobby. Um, they got me on. Uh, I got sponsored by a company called Kemper Snowboards. I I owned a Kemper. Okay, so, I had to buy mine. Okay. You probably didn't. Yeah. So Kemper was one of my first real sponsors. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. It, it, well, I was sponsored in stuff by for BMX, uh-huh. but um. Yeah, but Kemper for snowboarding was like my big like breakthrough. Like, and then I blew up my knees jumping mm-hmm. off a cliff when I at Powder Mountain when I was a young kid. And Lori got pregnant with our first with our boy Austin. And I'm just glad you included the I blew up my knee part first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Knee knee got shattered. Yeah. Then we got a child. And I my snowboarding, my dreams of being a pro snowboarder kind of faded <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah, when you can't walk. Or- when you stand up and your knee just gives out and you fall onto yeah. the ground. Then so my life- so when did you, that's interesting. Cause would you rather be a pro snowboarder or a pro BMXer? Um, you know, I, I've always just loved for whatever reason, like action sports have resonated with me. Yeah. Whether it's skateboarding or BMX or whatever that is in that. I mean, that's the ultimate dual sport athlete for alternative sports. The whole culture of, of, you know, action mm-hmm. sports has always just kind of struck a, bell with me and i feel like it's kind of been my destiny in life um because i've always ran across these iconic figures and eat and in all these sports who who is your snowboarder guy you looked up to oh man craig kelly you know craig kelly was definitely but i got to recently know jeremy jones like utah jeremy jones um yeah there's two there's two there's two so there's big mountain jeremy jones and then there's our utah local jeremy jones and I got to do a lot of work with Jeremy a few years back, and he's he's rad. He's like such a good dude. I uh, ran the BMX, the bicycling program for Skull Kenny Headphones, and I got to meet Aaron Bittner and some and some of the local Utah legendary BMX or sk- uh, snowboarding pros. Sorry, if you, yeah, roosters. Should, yeah, but, thanks, you know, roosters. We're two beers think, in. Yeah, three, three, three beers. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. And I'm half Japanese, so I like sometimes like you know I don't. I can't handle my alcohol. So. What does that have to do with you? <laughs> I mean, I, I had to. He's throw a lightweight. Them. Yeah, I'm a lightweight. Oh, okay. But Lori's like he's a cheap. Da- Lori's like he's a cheap date. You know? <laughs> but I don't even know where we're going with that. But but that's uh, yeah. I, well, he okay. Asked, so he you asked you if you wanted to be a pro snowboarder or a pro mixer or I, skateboarder. I thought no. I never. I never felt good enough at skateboarding to be a pro skateboarder. But I always loved skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And I only and I skateboarded a lot because I thought it would make my snowboarding better. And BMX was always just something that I kind of just did, mm. you know. So okay, so do you do you have those dreams? Do you have the dreams of doing the tricks and doing the thing? Like, do they? I do. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. I still 
to this day have those dreams of like uh jumping trails or yeah. i'm gonna hit some big snowboard jump or it's some it's weird it's just kind of my my brain it just goes that in that direction was the camper your favorite board uh man no i thought so Lori's all no. crazy is i got sponsored by rosignol um snowboards back okay. in the day and there yeah. was a, there and was a board. well and burton was like a kind of a offshoot thingy but rosy utah companies have, uh, hey like props to utah companies and people in utah business they really do kind of support back then they definitely supported locals but rosignol was in Clearfield. They had a distribution center, yeah. and they were hooking me up with stuff um, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they gave me these Lexi Litovare boards. I loved those. Those for wait, me. Wait, repeat that. It was uh, Alexei Litovare. Okay, he's a pro snowboarder. Okay, uh, from some country somewhere. <laughs> you probably figure it out. Okay. Switzerland, I think. Yeah, Switzerland. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. But um, those boards were some of my favorites from okay. from when I was competing and and being like way into that. Scene. So when you watch. Over the years, um, like the X Games and what was the the Do Games or the Do Tour, yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. you get jealous ever, or, or you just like look at that and be no. like, like, can you think, oh man, I could have been me? No, no, not really. It's like, never been. I've always. It's funny. I've always been like kind of uh, on the athlete side, but also on the business side. Something in me has always been a, a business guy. My very first uh, business was a snowboard clothing company. So I, I sold to a local, a few local shops. Um, mm-hmm. I sold to uh, Skate Street, which was a local. Uh, I remember Skate, Skate Street. Street. So oh, Rex, 100%. Yeah. Props to Rex. Shout out to Rex. He, he shaped my life a lot. Um, that guy gave me a lot of business um, advice. Um, same with the Binghams, Joel Bingham and John yeah. Bingham. Uh, they were some of my first BMX bike sponsors. Um, but um, yeah, I, yeah, he so he actually learned how to sew from his mother, yeah. and so started making mittens, and then he made snowboarding jackets and shorts. Snowboarding shorts. What was the brand pants. name? Purple Haze. Oh, that's a good brand name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to like to smoke a lot of pot back in the day. You know? so, <laughs> back, back in the day. Back, back in the day. Back in the day. I'm just gonna yeah, throw that out. Back yeah, in the that day. was back in the day. I don't want to incriminate <laughs> any, you know. But I was a kind of. We, that was part of the whole deal back in the day. Yeah. But so, yeah. So that was, so then when did you decide to say like, okay, let's open a bike shop. Cause that'll um, be fun. So I, you know, Lori and I had Austin, our son and, um, I, I had a, my, one of my best friends was a framing contractor, went to framing houses, um, full time. And that's how I learned all this, these carpentry skills to build yeah. all these ramps everywhere. Um, my best you're the bmx jesus uh yes carpenter BMX. yeah i guess so (laughs) around here maybe there's okay okay yeah you know i gotta throw it like there's the nate wessels and those guys but um my i was always really like best friends with fuzzy hall and Lori and i we were general contractors we had a contracting business years later it was weird fuzzy and i kind of separated as friends and we came back together and he he called me out of the blue and said hey will you build my house and this is when he was like X Games gold and he was doing all this crazy stuff in action sport in BMX. And um, so I built his house randomly and I hadn't touched and I literally had not touched a BMX bike in 12 years. Fuzzy was like one of Mongoose Bicycle's top pros. And he, me and my friend Brent and Brant were, were framing his house and Fuzz shows up with his 
you know, truck. And he, he's like, I got a present for you guys. I'm like, okay, cool. And he pulls out brand new BMX bikes for us. All three of us that were framing his house. Wow. And I'm like, oh, damn, dude. Yeah. So needless to say, we didn't do jack crap on his house for like two weeks <laughs> we built the dirt jump yeah in, uh, in his backyard yeah. and we yeah. just rode bmx like yeah. every day and he's like oh, i should have gave you these after i was done for yeah after you were done building and so well real quick on mongoose because yeah. um walmart brand you know yeah. people think mm-hmm. of that but my first mountain bike from bingham mm-hmm. was a mongoose yeah. and it was like top of the line yeah. and it was 90 one i want to say 92 mm-hmm. like it was a long time ago mm-hmm. yeah mongoose Mon- wasn't a walmart brand or no. a big box store band brand it was a bike shop brand before mm-hmm. yeah back in the day back it was the a, day. definitely yeah. a, a, a ibd independent bike shop brand mm-hmm. um and in europe in australia and stuff it still is like a i wouldn't say core but like a an independent bike shop brand, but in America, because of Walmart and, you know, big box store, I think they saw an opportunity to go to the masses for cheap. And so they, which, which was, is kind of sad. It cheapened the mongoose name in yeah. America. Um, but it's still an iconic, you know, brand like uh, Glenn Adams, actually that the very first bike that I ever raced was a mongoose hmm. BMX bike. So, so what's your what's your favorite or the best bikes now or your favorite bikes uh, now? My favorite, yeah, you know, there's a guy named Mike Laird. He lives in North Carolina, and he he's an old pro. Uh, good buddies with Dave Mira, you know, rest in peace, Dave Mira. He uh, he builds and welds bikes in his own shop. That's the bike I'm personally riding right now is a custom welded bike by him. But there, there's lots of um, Robbie Morales that owns Colt BMX, and Chris Muller owns Fit and SM, those are all really good core. Sundays. Yeah, Sundays. Yeah, definitely Sunday. BMX was on the scene. There's lots of all the bike brands are pretty damn good now, Verde. And but there, also GT has a BMX yeah. line yeah. that sponsors several Utah riders. Yeah, yeah GT. <clears throat> yeah, GT. Tristan Cooper, he's a local uh, pro for GT bicycles. He's an awesome kid. Haro has a BMX mm-hmm. line. Yeah, Haro. So yeah. They're, they're all still around, but um, yeah, the. I'm riding a layered frame. It's just, I like to support the, I've always been for the, the little guy kind of coming up. So yeah. he, well, well I liked unique brand. I like unique brands. Yeah, me too. And I went to the, to Bingham Yeah, and they were all like the Trek and the yeah. rock hopper stuff. And I was yeah. like, what's that mongoose over there? Yeah. And then, and then, uh, that was my first mountain bike, which was interesting. Yeah. Todd, what was your f- first BMX? Do you remember? Well, I remember having a mongoose. That's funny you said that, but I, and, but I went, I think, straight from like the smaller BMX tires to these oversized. There was kind of like the first of like the larger mountain bike tires. But it was right it was right before they were like they weren't really easy to find, but I liked those big tires. So I essentially used it for most of the same purposes. You know, jumping curbs and you know, I remember the coolest thing on that bicycle was just pegs do you remember when pegs were so popular on like every bicycle right. yeah you had, you had pegs to have pegs on the back and yeah. but not for any sort of 
reason other than just play, which I guess that's what all that's for. It's just no, they sell them at Walmart now with eggs. We call them homie haulers. Right down to the local. Yeah. Uh, so much yeah, better I'm, than on the yeah, handlebars. Yeah. yeah. Right in the handlebars yeah. is scary. The homie haulers is much safer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Corey, I'm sure Corey was my homie on that. On those <laughs> I remember falling off that those yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was a blue, but it was a blue mongoose. I remember that, but I remember the tires being oversized because they were they were bigger than all my friends tires like they didn't they didn't know what to do with them exactly but i remember wanting specifically those little bit bigger tires so that's it that's that's kind right of funny guys that's in right now too it was like a little the bigger i, of the I have a couple of quick questions um yeah. one i have to ask Lori. Lori, did you ever get into bmx or did you ever kind of play around at any point i have done many of these sports with eddie i've skated vert ramps and Lost all my skin on Masonite and was never very good at skating. I have rid- rode BMX bikes, learned how to bunny hop slightly, like maybe over a, a, qu- a quarter or something. <laughs> you could do a two by four. <laughs> yeah, I could. I remember at our school we had uh, it was like a beam, like kind of low to the ground but off the ground, and it it was in an S shape, and the cool kid came along on his BMX and bunny hopped that whole beam. And I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen, (laughs) ever seen. It was so cool. Bunny hopping is so hard. Like I can get to get your back end up is just, and you practice and practice, then you're sore and all these, the weirdest muscles you never realized you even had. So yeah, not Eddie is on a level of, I feel like slightly insane of risk taking. He's at, actually race downhill mountain bikes where he's you know and you've seen downhill race courses with the boulder fields and they're just yeah pedaling as fast as they can go down the hill i'm like irk, irk, irk. <laughs> 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 this is scary. but i do snowboard with him um she's an awesome snowboarder and so yeah my level of risk is down here with probably more normal people when he's you know Eddie, are you riding a mountain bike into the sunset when you die like what's or or a a bmx bike when you like what do you Uh, how do you see yourself how do i see myself going out yeah um spear fishing for lobster damn i'm gonna drown i'm gonna drown yeah you You have thought about this yeah yeah like i've thought about that i told my son today i'm like man if i start like losing my mind like with dementia or whatever i'm like just take me on the ocean and just throw me off the boat drop you off yeah, yeah. just say the sharks got me <laughs> yeah i don't don't put up with my crap that's funny that's that your answer since yeah. you spent so much time on a bike i you know i love bicycles and i love all that stuff but um i don't know like like you know as you get older life kind of shifts a little bit yeah. things kind of the ocean is just a beautiful place and it feels so good to just you know Lori and i are going to belize for a month Mm-hmm. in january a yeah. month a month yes dang yeah tell me i'm like <laughs> yeah. yep. how's ogden gonna run yeah. <laughs> you know, question. i did have an assistant she gave me her notice yesterday so oh. using her to go work at weber state she's gonna go take oh. annual call any art peeps need a job but like yeah, i need yeah. an assistant she needs an help, assistant help help oh. <laughs> nothing like last minute yeah there. i know I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. So one other uh, question. Yeah, one other yeah, question. So yeah. We've, yeah. So we've made it up to the point where you invested. You kind of uh, were thinking about getting this bicycle shop, right? And so, but I have to ask Lori another question because you're here with Eddie. 
So what what have we missed? Like what story has Eddie not told us that we all really need to know? Something that's good and embarrassing or dangerous and stupid or illegal. Oh I'm sure you have all yeah, only one, only one only story. One yeah. story. Oh my goodness. Like the dumbest thing he's done, maybe. Oh God, dude, that, there are that, so many. That's all. I've done a lot of them. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that list is long. <laughs> so, this is this is a good story. I mean, because it, it involves his good friend Fuzzy, and when when they kind of they didn't ever stop being friends, but they. You know, they just kind of Eddie was doing construction and Fuzz was traveling the world being a BMX racer when he started building his house again. They started hanging out heavily and they would run around and play and, you know, go out and drive around and like drive as fast as they could in their vehicles and pull the e brake all <laughs> over the place and yeah. destroy all sets of tires on their truck. Like, <laughs> I'm Which like, funny enough, cool I learned that Eddie's getting new tires like Saturday yeah, too. Again, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. probably E-breaking. because of e-braking. <laughs> but they would race around like West Kaysville out there on those roads and just be like, Aah! you know, yeah. like. But this is before days. any Fast and Furious movie. Oh yeah, if you, <laughs> if you go like a hundred miles an hour and you let everything off and you jam the e-brake the emergency brake you will you can do the most amazing longest skids <laughs> and, and, and the fish telling and trying to control the vehicle don't, kids what don't kind of this. vehicle what kind this, of car uh that, that was a dodge truck dodge ram yeah. probably dodge ram. I, I i did an e-brake so long one time that i had these flat spots in my tires so when you drove down the road the truck was like duh, 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 duh. No. No. here's me i'm the, the logical one oh. of, the, of the going eddie now we have to buy four new tires. Like, mm. what are you doing? Like, this is yeah, but it was a fun. Man. It was in the moment. Yeah, it was, it was in the moment. moment. It was in the moment. It was in the moment. Brandon, Brandon, right now is where we put the message yeah. across the bottom of the screen. Where just oh. don't try this at home. Oh my god, I can, I can do one of these. Yeah, this was, this was by a trained idiot like yeah. ten years ago. Hundred percent. A very expensive. Because <laughs> we all know how much tires cost. You gotta wear out the tires all the way around, so you have to do it like twenty more times. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then you and have try to lining <laughs> up to get around again. It's not not easy. Yeah, I try. Pro move. Oh, so good. Thanks for sharing the dirt. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. I thought I could make it like move across the screen, but it looks like it just shows up there like that. But that'll that'll work. I'd, oh, I love that you actually have a message. And Todd, I have try so, this at home. Right. Yeah. so much more dirt, you know, but we'll have to share those on another. Oh, dirt. Dad, that's going to have to be over drinks. Yes, we'll take care of that. <laughs> Gee, thanks, I'm boy. just happy you're still alive and well and you're yeah. intact. Intact. I think that you're probably equally injured between the two of you, it seems like. Um, oh, man. We both. In different ways, probably. Yes. Both yep, of us. Have yep. He's surgery. got three knee surgeries, one elbow surgery. A broken neck. I have a broken neck. There we go. Broke, uh, yeah. broken tailbone, back surgery, ankle surgery. We've, we're kind of, look at us. Yeah, we've, we've jacked ourselves <laughs> up, babe. Yeah. I so much. I want you to have like a, like an emergency room punch card. Like one of those little punch cards. <laughs> oh that you my gosh. Have. You get points, right? 
Yeah. yeah. After like six or eight, yes. you get like a I've, had, I've had a doctor yell at me before. Yeah. Like, when he broke his neck. Yeah. Yep. He, he wouldn't stay at the me. hospital. Yeah, the doctor freaked Laurie, out. Laurie, at what point were you like, you know what? This guy's got a future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to marry him because obviously he makes good choices. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. Oh. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, he is the love of my life. I just, we met like the day he drove me home. It's been peanut butter and jelly. Yep. I I can't even explain it. We, you know, when when you're young, you date and you break up and get back together. But we did that a few times, but we always like couldn't, couldn't stay away from each other. Todd, you know what this is? This is a true arts and adventure love story. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love you. It is a true arts and adventure love story. I love it. (laughs) I didn't even ask the one, the, the like important professional question. And then this will be, I'll, I'll be done. I promise. I'll let you guys go. But it's, it's really interesting to see how your career paths have, have honestly sort of married each other in some sense, as far as being a working artist and then good, getting into arts administration and where you've been a working athlete and then worked into action sports administration to some degree, you know, mm-hmm. and how helpful that has been for, you know, all of the young artists and action sports athletes. Is that part of your decisions is that you've just genuinely wanted to help other athletes or mm-hmm. you've just gotten old and weak, whatever it is. Are you pretty <laughs> yeah, happy? Yeah. Old and weak, definitely. We, I think we oh both love God. to help people mm-hmm. like truly like that's something I love to I love to help you. I just I, love that you're sitting so far yeah. apart in this camera photo. Hey, you can't even. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. There. I oh. Lo- oh, there it is. Oh. There it is. <laughs> this is why you have to watch on the YouTube. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we both love to help people. Like, I, you know, some of my most gratifying jobs were, when, uh, you know, I worked for the Do Tour. I got to help um, a lot of up and coming athletes, like Aspire their dreams help them get sponsors like I, I you know i really enjoy that i worked for skull candy and i and i got to hire athletes and help them achieve their dreams i you know that's all been super fun that's yeah. that's the most rewarding working with the do tour yeah and that, the was, that was the most re- and yeah. that red bull events and things mm-hmm. that i've done in my life like i've been i've been really really lucky to do all the things i've got pay to it do. forward yeah pay so it I, forward. yeah you pay it forward yeah you try to pay it forward mm-hmm Oh, I make it a little heart. You can't see it, but there's a little heart right here. Yeah. Todd, I love did, your story. Do you have any arts news? Because I we gotta get that. Yeah. Wrapped. Well, our our arts news was that we were gonna talk about our visit to the Hirschhorn Gallery, which we kind of touched on a little bit at the beginning. So, okay. I did have a chance to on my visit, um, see see a little bit of art today. Um, and I hope I think tomorrow we're gonna visit. What's the name of the the other gallery we're going to tomorrow? Uh, Rubel Museum. Rubel Museum, which is a brand new space, and so I'm excited for that as well. I'm so jealous. I'm jealous too. Yeah, well, you know, somebody's going to Belize, so suck yeah. <laughs> for a month for crying out loud. So yeah, the it art gallers like are so few and far between there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Some you'll be bored after two days. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, I have some basic uh, adventure news. I guess um, this is this is potentially awesome. Um, Utah could join. This is according to the park record. Utah could join a rotating pool 
of winter games hosts under a new proposal. So the Olympic committee has waited to announce uh, the, uh, who's who's going to get the next olympic games i guess and uh, it's because global warming and so there's uh, they're like well what if we have like three to five different cities that just host it and you just rotate through those and utah is being considered as one of those um and so the international olympic committee considers solutions amid a climate change and delayed decisions for the 2030 Olympic Games. Utah is being considered for the host for the 2030 or 34 Olympic Winter Olympics, but then it would rotate. And so basically that those cities would get the Olympics every, say, 20 years because every Olympics are every four years and you go rotate through them all. But see, it's so smart because you have to build all the facilities yeah. and all these places that get them. They build the facilities and there's famous. Um, and then they're or, bankrupt. Yeah, there's super popular websites where you can see like the bobsleds that got taken over by grass and yeah. stuff because nobody yeah. ever goes there yep. anymore. Yeah. So if you just rotate through, then you can keep those uh, facilities updated because you know in they're, they're coming back yeah. and then you can train the athletes and stuff. And so that's one of the ideas being presented, uh, which would be awesome and really awesome for Utah. Another thing yeah. is uh, Santa skis at Snow Basin. So yes, the 15th, which today is the 13th, this drops on the 14th. So tomorrow through the 23rd, Santa skis snow basins. So you know where to go if yeah. you wanted to watch Santa I ski. I have seen Santa skiing at snow basins mm-hmm. before. Same here. <laughs> um, pro tip, he gives out candy canes, yes. which is very cool. Yeah, Chase him down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, he's not 100 years old, but he's been skiing for a hundred years, which makes him a hundred and three years old because he started skiing at three years old. Yes, German skiing pioneer Klaus Obermeier celebrates his 100th year of skiing this wow. year, wow. Uh, which is insane. The prominent Aspen resident is set to lace up his boots and hit the slopes just several weeks after his 103rd birthday on December 2nd. A truly astonishing feat to accomplish uh klaus this is a great this is a great paragraph klaus first experienced skiing in 1922 as a youth in the german village of oberstaufen his first pair of skis were constructed from chestnut chestnut wood planks taken from a crate his father used to buy oranges in nearby italy which he then bent the tips to his knees with strings to create tips and nailed his buckle house shoes to it Oh my God! As a youth, he finally remembers skiing directly the uh, onto the hill behind his house from house from his kitchen door, which developed a passion that carried him into winning the four way championships slalom, downhill, cross country, and jumping in the 1930s. Uh, Klaus grew up skinning because we think it's cool now. No, he did it in 1930s, skinning up the mountain to get his turns as chairlifts were nowhere to be found in his village, which has been dubbed the snow hole of the Alps due to to the (laughs) massive amount of snowfall it receives. So congratulations, Klaus Obermeier, for your 100th year of skiing, which is very cool. Unreal. Amazing. Unreal. Yeah. Um, okay, that's all. That's all I got. Todd, what do you got? Anything? I think that's good. I, I think we're good. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Okay, all right. I'll take us out. I guess um, move me back into the big big time here. Uh, you should watch this on YouTube because then you can see Todd and Corey and um, Corey's art, which is right behind him in the photo, which is really cool. I'll be so fantastic. You should yeah. look them up on on. I'll be watching on the Google on the Googles. Yeah. yeah, on the Google. Thank you to Banyan One for powering today's episode of Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to Ogden Arts and Adventure on YouTube. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thebanyancollective.com, and the Podbean app for Android and iPhones. If you want to be on the show or you have feedback for us. Good um, feedback. Positive <laughs> only, feedback. Only DM us. DM us on our Instagram at Ogden Adventure. Um, oh my gosh, we got to take you out with a song. Eddie looks like he's got to say something. Eddie, I got to oh, pee. Oh, you got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I needed in. that. I can check that <laughs> off of my beat. I got to pee too. Uh, <laughs> I got to pull up our YouTube because we're, we're going to leave you with the latest from Tycoon Machete, uh, which is the song Weirdo Boy. Eddie couldn't wait one. Minute. He couldn't I'm wait one. Sorry. Minute. He's already getting, I'm, getting I'm gone. listeners in. Oh my God. <laughs> See, he never grew up. Oh, sorry, no, he, he never, never grew, grew up. up. <laughs> oh. All right. This is Weirdo Boy from Tycoon Machete on Van Sessions. We'll see you on the next Ogden Arts and Adventure Show.
Tycoon Machete on Fan Sessions.